you have suffered the loss of a child, you will know that the pain, emptiness, and longing changes you. This is Viloma, hosted by Jean van den Berg. Jean is a social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. And through this series, she hopes to let parents who have lost a child know that they are not alone. Good morning, Jean. How are you today? Good morning, Kathleen. Very well, thank you. And how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So, Jean, the topic we are discussing this morning is about when the right time is to pack up your child's belongings. Now, if you look at the time frame from you know, you get the news that your child has passed away and you go through that initial period of shock, you have to make all the arrangements, you know, the, the first traumatic experience that you go through after this has happened. Once all of that has passed, there comes a point where your child's room is vacant and it's a, it's a reminder every day that your child is no longer there. And I know that some people prefer to leave the room just the way it is. I've heard of people who would even change the sheets every week the way that you would if your child was still alive. And then other people cope by packing everything away and either putting it away somewhere or donating it to charity. So could you guide us through this, through the process, how it works, when the right time would be to pack it away? Because obviously these parents are sitting with a sense of guilt because it doesn't matter what you do. It is, it is a type of closure. It is an acceptance to say my child is not coming back. So what would you say to a parent in this position who, who now is deciding what they need to do with their child's belongings? Yes, Kathleen, this is a very um, important topic that we're discussing today. But it is as it is with so many other topics. It is so personal. There is not a right or a wrong way. And parents ask me, when is the right time? And that is not a clear-cut answer. Our child's belongings, Kathleen, feel sacred. And letting it go is unbearably painful. It is as if we become guardians of their possessions. We look after it as if our lives depend on it. Every item that our child touched, used, or clothes that they have worn has the power to bring us to our knees. And Kathleen, this is so hard for a parent to let anybody else know exactly how difficult this is. So uh, just to give you an example, I did counsel a couple a few years ago. They were absolutely broken because their newborn baby died just uh, short after birth. And the mother asked for coming for counseling as she was extremely upset. But when she was discharged from the hospital, she went home. She found that the baby room was completely packed up and there was no sign of the clothes and all the decorations that she did for the room. The baby got everything 
that was there when she went into labor was gone. So the father and the mother of the father decided to pack everything away before she comes home so that they don't remind her of the baby that she lost. Now, of course, looking at it afterwards, the father realized only in the session how hard it was. He thought his mother suggested it, and he thought this is now the right thing to do. But it wasn't. She needed to be with her child's stuff, her child's things that she bought, that she cherished, that she looked forward to, to dress the child in. And that added so much to tension between the couple. And she was so angry towards the mother because we had to first address this disappointment and also what has happened before we even could start with the grieving process. And that is just an example of how important the belongings of a child is to a mother, to a parent. So the mother needed to be in the room with whatever was there for the child, although the little baby wasn't there. So sometimes it does also happen that parents has to evacuate a room, like in a student dorm or accommodation, and they have to very quickly pack up. So then it's also important that you decide what is the best way. Do you want to bring everything back to your home? and give yourself lots of time to go through it. Sometimes your child was still in your house, so there is a room, and it's not necessary to immediately sort that room, then that is okay. I read this last week about a father whose child was murdered in his house, and her room is still the same after 12 years, because he just feels... This is how he wants it. So again, Catherine, there's no right and there's no wrong about that. It is what is working for you. Whatever the circumstances will determine what needs to be done urgently or if you have time to wait. So many parents, and I have heard this so many times and I've experienced it myself, feel the need to keep the clothes that still smell of their child. And they put it in plastic bags to preserve the smell. When the child has a room in the house, it becomes a peace, quiet and a place that they can just be, sit on the bed and just go there when they feel, I can't cope at this stage. So it is a very sacred place. But let's go to the practical side, the time frame. Don't do anything until you are ready. There's no time frame for this, Kathleen, no matter what others will have you to believe. I find that family and friends can push parents to say, it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to let go. 
it is not their time to decide what the parents need. The parents are the ones who know where am I now on this journey. So many parents keep their child's room exactly as it is, and others never go into the room. They just close the door, and that is also okay. If you must decide before you feel ready, then pack it up and keep it safe. You can revisit this in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years. If you have the space, you can do that. Reducing the number of things over time is often less painful in this way. Now we ask the question, how? Again, there's no right and wrong way to go about changing your child's room or getting rid of their personal belongings. Make the best decision you can at the time what you want to keep, donate or sell. Maybe both the parents can do this together or otherwise a trusted friend might be willing to help with the decision of what goes and what stays. The decision and the sorting is already part of the process of getting to terms with the finality of the shocking experience. Dear parent, listen to your heart and if in doubt or feelings of guilt arise, listen to your inner being. Leave it till you are ready. Put it in a box and store it when you can retrieve it at a later date. As parents, the initial shock phase is so intense and you might regret that you sold the guitar or the drums or something special too early. So do not do that until you are ready. How do you help couples where the two parents are in disagreement about what needs to happen with the belongings? It is important that the parents respect also each other. So if the one feels, I can't take it, I don't want to see it, then we have a conversation on what then will be a middle ground. So there's also, it's so unique and personal, um, it's not one something that you can just say, but if they can just respect each other's road, and mostly they do. Uh, this is This is not something that, a father will say, I have to, you must. We get many times on okay. the terms of allow what is needed for now, Kathleen. That's good. On the clothes, I find that many parents like to wear some of the clothes or they siblings would like to have some of the clothes. We had in our house that decision. They could choose what is it that they want? And they don't wear it anymore, but they still have it in their cupboards. And that is all right. When you have to downscale, it might help to make three piles. The to keep, the to gift, and the to donate. Siblings and family members and friends might wash, uh, come to wish uh, uh, on the gift Okay, on this file, I'd like this, or like if it's something that you are now ready to let go, then they can also take it. There is also one mother that told me that she was uh, afterwards 
a bit regret that she gave the child's daughter's clothes to friends because every time that she saw them, they wore it, it was very hard for her. So it's also a matter of what can you cope with at this stage. There's also parents that like to make quilts or pillowcases of their child's clothes, or they will take the bedspread and the curtains and make something nice. So that creativity is also part of the process of grieving and that you get to terms with your child's things. So we do whatever feels right for you. If we talk about the bedroom, if the child's bedroom is still there in the house and you don't need it right away, subtle changes can help over time. That's not so drastic. Repainting the room or maybe put new shelves on and put some of the special things of your child that's in the cupboard outside. Rearrange it. Parents feel many times that that is helping them so much. They are redecorating the room for their child and they feel I'm doing something for my child. A memory box, Kathleen, is also a very important item that you can put this very special and little things in that you know it's there. I keep it like jewelry or like nice things that your child maybe wrote or cards. It's a memory box. It's also a very good suggestion to have and to look into. Of course, photos. Photos are definitely our most treasured possessions. So print them, put them on canvases, display them, give them to family members to hang, keep your child's memory alive. It is so important. After so many years, I have given a friend of mine who is good on on the computer and who can do that for me. I took family photos and I said, just take her photo out and make a single photo for me so that I have new photos. Because remember, we don't have new photos. We are going to work with what we have until that date. And that for me is so special because now I have a new photo often. And use their things. Keep and use their belongings that bring you pleasure. Use their computer or their iPhone or their iPod, their car, their jewelry if you want to put that on. If you are ready, you can donate some things to the charity organization and it will also bring peace in your heart that you know it will be appreciated by someone who needed it. So there are very different ways that we can part of the belongings. So if I can end this with my own experience over 15 years, it has taught me that this process of letting go of the belongings never stop. Although we had to move my daughter's apartment within six weeks, we packed it all and brought the furniture to our house and we were able to sort it over the years. And this process is still ongoing. And every time that I move a room or I unpack something, there it is. She comes out. 
Then in my room, I have a big kist, and that is a precious item because there are the items that I know I will never let go of. On the anniversary days, the sad days, you have tangible items to unpack and look at, hold it, and that reminds you that your child lived. Your child was here. So parents, you decide. You do not have to make decisions right away. Give yourself the time and the space to grieve and keep whatever you want for as long as you want. Your child lived and your child will always live in your heart and in your being. Thank you very much, Sean. I'm sure that the parents out there will appreciate this guidance. How can, how can they get hold of you if they feel they need some support? Kathleen, my email address is info at guidance2grow.co.za. My website is also guidance2grow.co.za. So they're very welcome to WhatsApp me or to email me because there is so many different specific questions that maybe is now on their mind. And they're welcome to let me know and I will answer you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, John. Thank you for listening to Viloma. Visit www.guidancetogrow.co.za to find out more about Jean van den Berg, social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. If you have lost a child, and would like to connect with Jean, please email info at guidancetogrow.co.za and follow Guidance to Grow SA on Facebook.